right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sign a full feature Netflix deal. Now, you don't know. You don't know me. Go! Now, that's serious, Sandler. This is goofy, Sandler! <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is the Before and After podcast. We're back here. What are we on? Episode 8 Episode now? 8. I'm Ooh. losing count of these things, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, today, we are doing uh, Uncut Gems. Yes, we are. Oh. Now, listen here. That's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, this one did, it ran the festival circuit a bit, it did. but um, wide release on Netflix, uh, January 31st, so we thought we'd uh, kind of hop on that train here. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable hype around this movie. Great hype. Uh, I, have, I haven't actually heard much outside of the hype. I don't really know what mm-hmm. it's about. Nope. Um, so without further ado... We're going to do our pre-section, and then as usual, the glory of this one, the reason we chose it is because it's a Netflix original. We don't have to leave the house. Exactly. Get nice and cozy here on Anthony's couch. Mm-hmm. Share the blanket, maybe. Yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I was going to do the Count Dracula Adam from Hotel Transylvania. Oh my God. Any more Adams? You got click, Adam. I just want to watch some TV. TV down right down the He's not even like that in that movie. Uh, so, Uncut Gems, directed mm-hmm. by the... The Sadie Brothers. Yes, Sadie Brothers, starring... Adam Sandler, yeah. Lakeith Stanfield, who mm-hmm. we saw in Knives Out. Yeah. Uh, former NBA player Kevin Garnett. Right. Which and I've heard. I've heard a lot of hype about his performance. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited. And uh, potentially The Weeknd, maybe. Oh, really? I, I saw him in the trailer. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't like that. Spoiler. Okay. But okay. Yikes. Uh, yeah. There's also a debut for Julia Fox. Oh yeah. Um, I heard. I heard she delivers a good performance. Yeah, and it seems like these Sadie brothers are. They're still like. They're up and coming. They're mm-hmm. about to break through. They're both in their 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they just did a movie called Good Time with Robert Pattinson. Oh, really? Uh, which I've heard nothing but incredible things about. I want to watch it very soon. We're, we're big R. Pats fans. Yeah, know, we are. Uh, the podcast. So. Yeah, so I heard these. I think these guys are really into like, I think they want to try and discover some new talent mm-hmm. and mix it with some big ones. They're mm-hmm. still learning the game. So I'm excited to see what they do with these actors. Yeah. All right. Um, so Anthony, without further ado here, uh, how yeah. about some fast questions? With the fast questions. Fast questions. Uh, question number one. Mm-hmm. How does Adam Sandler's character make money? Uh, I've got that written down. So what I think, what I think his whole like scheme is in the beginning, it's obviously going to get way more complex, Yeah. but it's going to start out. He's just a, a two bit kind of jeweler, a lot of fake tacky shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got his own little, like tiny little shop in a mall or something. Oh, okay. Um, and he starts making money by, he's buying all this really expensive like the materials like the gold and all that mm. to make the stuff and the bling and the diamonds yeah but then he's like basically keeping that and making counterfeit like really cheap stuff and selling oh, that as the, expensive, as the expensive, stuff, expensive stuff and then like reselling that stuff okay and i think he tries to do that cycle and then it kind of double backs on itself like the people he's selling it to are the same people that he's selling the cheap stuff to somehow oh, okay yeah and hey, then, you sold me this a well, friend of mine also got sold this <laughs> Now, listen, I don't know nothing about that. Holy shit, that Sandler is good. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, that was, a, uh, that was a bit of a long answer to a fast question. Yeah. But uh, second question here, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Sandler's character will die in this film? Yes. Okay. Oh, no, no, sorry, no, no. No, okay. And third and final fast question here. Yeah. How many views is Netflix going to claim that this got in the first week? <laughs> they won't because they don't release any of their figures. I thought they do, like, the Irishman got... 30.1 million views. Oh, the they're doing week. that now. Yeah, I don't know. That, yeah. oh, they I always would, overinflate it. I would say like 20 million. I think a lot of people are going to watch this movie. Yeah, I've heard um, 
Yeah. I heard America has a soft spot for Adam Sandler. That they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's done, yeah, it's worth touching on. He's done all these Netflix originals, the Ridiculous Six or whatever. Yep. Murder um, Mystery. Yeah, what was the one? The the Change something with David Spade. Yeah. Uh, where he was the dangerous guy. Oh, I cannot remember. The Turnover or something like that. Oh, that's going to bother me. <laughs> uh, I got a fun little game here for you. I was thinking about this movie and all the hype that Adam Sandler's been getting for his performance and how everyone was saying he should have been you know, nominated for an Oscar, which didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But it made me think about other movies with performances that kind of redefined actors' careers and kind of set them on a whole new path. Okay. Um, and I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that I could think of. Um, and I want you to see if you can... Oh, don't look. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Um, <laughs> I just want to see if you can guess any of them that I wrote down. Oh, this is hard, man. Uh, yeah. Okay, let me think. We got uh, Jonah Hill in Moneyball or yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. I've got that. Okay. Jonah Hill, Moneyball. Um, we got... You're going to kick yourself for every single one. Maybe I'll give you one and then... Yeah, I kind of get, get, my, get my thing going. I here. got Matthew McConaughey, Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah, okay. I kind of changed it. He'd done a few dramas, but it kind of... But that one, yeah, put him back on the map. There. Yeah. Uh, would you go Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man? No, I didn't put that. I thought you were going to say Tropic Thunder. Um, no. But he did that after Iron Man. He was already big. So, mm. yeah, I'll accept that. Um, On the superhero train, a certain post-Hummus actor. Oh, Heath Ledger Joker? Yep. Okay. Um, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a clue. Um, we got another comedian who played a very dark role. We got Steve Carell, Foxcatcher. Okay. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. You like that one? I do. We got Liam Neeson, Taken. He, it, we don't uh, even, we, no, that's the thing. We don't, uh, we don't even think about it now, but he had never done an action movie before that movie. Uh, and now you just think of it as that's who he is. That's what you're doing. That's what this air uh, thing is about. Yeah, I don't know. Keep uh, going. Your other ones were good. I thought you Ray Romano there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got Robert Pattinson, The Lighthouse. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I've got Jim Carrey, Tried. <laughs> With uh, Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, and the number 23. Oof. Uh, <laughs> even like Batman Forever, you could probably say. No, he was still kind of typical Jim, there, Jim Carrey. Yeah, there. I guess. A different genre. Um, that kind of segues into a quick question I have for you, mm -hmm. for you here. Do you think you're going to have issues separating uh, Sirius Sandler from Comedy Sandler? Um, I don't know if you ever watched Rain Over Me. I know you have the poster I've, for it, right? <laughs> I've never seen Rain Over I've Me. I've never seen Rain Over Me. So I wonder if we're going to have trouble... Kind of mm. adjusting to that. I feel like I've, I'm, I'll be fine because I've seen the Merowitz stories mm -hmm. that he did. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that. No. Um, uh, what about uh, was it Sidney Wexler? Yeah. Isn't that a comedy or no? Is it? I don't know. Uh, I think it's a comedy. Oh, okay. And there's also Funny People, which is obviously a comedy, but he had a lot of drama, drama moments in mm -hmm. that. But it seems like he's, in Funny People, he was kind of still playing that Sandler character. It looks like he's playing someone completely well, he played Well, he played a version of himself, an actor who played those characters and was depressed because of that kind of thing oh okay yeah true um, so that was a really i love that movie i think it's su super underrated check it out if you haven't seen it i wonder if it would be like watching like charlie day do a serious role or something oh, that would be hard to yeah, take seriously is there any other comedians like around that you'd like to see dip into that drama we kind of actually touched on this a bit in jumanji but i'd love to see kevin hart kind of yeah I think Jack Black as well on the Jumanji boat. I'm sure he could. Like, I'm sure he could. I'm sure he just doesn't want to though. Yeah, he just he's, not he's really got a, he's got a good brand. He's got his YouTube channel now. Oh, is so. he doing a YouTube channel? Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Who um, else? Like maybe like Aziz Ansari? Is he? No, yeah. After he, we he, won't see he, Aziz ever again. <laughs> Louis C.K. tried to do it, but then yeah. he started jerking off over everything. And he was on the right path to doing it as well. He could have yeah. done it. 
Melissa McCarthy kind of did it with that author movie. I never oh, saw yeah, she that. She got nominated for that. No, she got nominated for Bridesmaids back in the day for an Oscar. She also got nominated last year. Oh, did she? Yeah. That movie was pretty recent. I got to fact check it. Yeah, fact check. <laughs> Comedy's just not what it used to be. There's not many like... Jason Bateman, he went this year. Oh, yeah, and he's killing it. Yeah. He's great. He did The Gift. Um, what's uh, that show? Ozark. Ozark, yeah. I haven't watched that still. And he's in a new HBO one too. Yeah, with, uh, I feel like he's set. just like over comedies in general. He just wants to go all... It's kind of like Steve Carell. He doesn't really do comedies anymore. No, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Melissa McCarthy uh, nominated for Best Actress in her performance for the movie Can You Ever Forgive Me? Well, that was last year. Last year, yeah. I remember seeing the trailer for that like two months ago. <laughs> okay, so I guess we can hop into some predictions now. Sure. Um, but not before we name that opening scene. Scene. I actually got one here, and this one is okay. not uh, not is as it, generic. Is it your usual Amon no, prediction? I'm pretty happy with this one because okay. it came to me. Uh, it's going to open with uh, Adam Sandler's character walking out of prison, kind of rubbing his wrists a bit, and he's just getting out after doing some fraud, oh, okay. trafficking, that kind of thing. You want to hear something crazy? What? I have um, one of my predictions. I say the movie will end with Adam Sandler in prison taking your call and devising a plot to make life easier for himself in jail. Oh, wow. So I think it's going to end with it after all this stuff. He ends up in prison. He's going to end up in prison. Walking, yeah, with a sore wrist, sits down mm. to take a call, and he's like, I'm not doing so bad. And he's like popular. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you think he kind of like, uh, he almost like sacrifices his himself to go to jail for the for the will of others he kind of learns to stop being so selfish throughout the movie that kind of thing. I th- no i think it's i think it's the kind of role where he embraces like he's fully bad like oh, by okay. the end and, and he's, he's just like, like he's just a crook at heart like he doesn't he's not a good person at the end of the day okay yeah. that's my guess uh give me your opening scene um it's kind of similar to what you made me say it with the fast questions mm-hmm. but adam sandler's in his little shop selling yeah. some tacky cheap shit to a small time client mm-hmm. like an asian couple or something yeah yeah and they're like, this this shit. Nah, this is polyester. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best diamond ever. <laughs> yeah, 42 carry. You know what a carrot is? Right, I didn't yeah. know I could really do Adam Seller. Yeah, your, your Seller is actually quite good. <laughs> uh, let's dive into some predictions here. I okay. got one. Hit me. Let's uh, go back and forth. Sure. So I feel like this movie will take place over the course of like 24 hours or less. Oh, really fast paced. Really fast paced. Doesn't let off. Doesn't let you catch your breath. I'm so down for that. I would be okay with that. Yeah, I, I struggle with those kind of movies because we do lose a lot of character development in that. Yeah. It's a bit of a struggle, but from what I've heard, it, I could see it that. be an issue. So. Um, I'm going to say Adam Sandler's, at one point in the movie, the stress and pressure of like this escalating drama, he just like kind of almost like loses his mind a bit and then just blocks everything out and goes and does like a really everyday task. Like he just goes oh, okay. and like sits by the water. Goes or to the like, corner store, buys a good thing of water. Yeah, or just to like calm things down. Go plays chess or something. Yeah, yeah. And like while there's people imminently looking to kill him or something, mm-hmm. he yeah. like talks to himself. He's like, oh, we've, we've done this before. We've done this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we like, kind of learn what that. I think he's got like a little interest that we learn earlier in the movie, and then he mm-hmm. like starts doing it. Maybe fishing or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. We see the first nature of the movie. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got one here that we, we're going to see Sandler's character as someone who like never really gets phased. Uh, from what I can gather, he like puts down a, risks a lot of money doing things. Right. Uh, but I think eventually, as this movie kind of peaks into its uh, climax, we're going to get like a sweaty down on his luck, like really mm-hmm. worried Adam Sandler, and he's going to take like a big risk and like kind of yell and, and lose it really. Okay, like a big lose it moment. Yeah, in exactly. The mirror, like, yeah, yeah. Do you think Come be, on! <laughs> did we get some Sandler drug use in the movie? Oh, 
And he's like, I gotta just go do a quick bump. A quick bump or just shooting up heroin or something. Oh, it goes that far. It eh? goes that far, yeah. I'm, yeah, because like, I don't think this movie would make so much buzz unless something kind of crazy yeah, goes on. Yeah, unless Sandler's just like completely 180 here. Oh, I just, I'm excited to watch this I'm now. I'm really excited, yeah. All right, I got one here. Mm-hmm. Um, the NBA character is the guy that brings all the rich clients to him. Okay, yeah. So I think they'll just say, is he still playing or is he retired? No, he's retired, yeah. Okay, maybe he's like, is he young enough to oh, like... Oh, maybe in the movie he's still playing. Yeah, like I think he's young enough to Unless he he's playing, playing himself. I think he is playing himself. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I still I'll stand by it. I think okay, he like yeah. brings him a ton of other players and that's okay, when yeah. the business really starts booming. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I got one here, just one line. The weekend gets killed. Oh, uh, I can see that. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Boom. Yeah, he gets shot in like a club scene yeah. or something. Oh, he's no star. <laughs> oh my God. Boy. <laughs> Yeah, bury him in the hills. <laughs> oh my god. Can't feel my face <laughs> when I saw him die. I was blinded by the lights. <laughs> That's cruel love. Okay. Alright. Scene where Adam is raking in cash and gets his wife and kids ridiculous presents. Oh yeah. You hey, said you wanted the drone, right? Merry Christmas! <laughs> We're going away this year, next year, next summer, whenever you want. You wanna go to Europe? We could go to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the biggest diamond for my diamond. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, that's all i got for prediction this movie is hard to predict it is hard it's not it's not our typical like jumanji you know you're what you're gonna get yeah i don't know what i'm gonna get yeah i really truly don't and that actually branches into a a bit of a segue here um so usually this movie doesn't seem like an emotionally heavy or abstract type movie right um which is kind of a departure from what we usually know a24 for Mm -hmm. um so do you think do you think it's a good thing that a24 is kind of branching out this seems like a more Yeah, exactly. It seems like a more concrete movie. It's gonna yeah. have a, it's gonna have a normal structure. Right. And there's not gonna be many questions at the end. Right. I think it's gonna take more risks <clears throat> in terms of like the typical character arc that we see. Yeah. Okay, I don't yeah. think we'll see. You know, he's his life is this way. This crazy thing happens. He learns this. Mm-hmm. I think it's just gonna be wild and, and and swerving around. Yeah. Maybe the pacing is just gonna be like. Yeah. Know, that's that's down, the risk. down your throat. It's just gonna be like, here we go. We're gonna strap in because we're going on this ride. Yeah. Or characters that you kind of get to know all of a sudden get killed. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, exactly. like that kind of vibe. Yeah, um, yeah. We were just talking about just some. The 2019 was such a good year for film. Like, it was, yeah, much better than I think the past couple years. Yeah, this is definitely a standout year for me. Like the fact this is just like you know, last year would be lucky for this to be like the best movie, but mm-hmm, yeah. we were just talking about our top 12 lists and or top 10, sorry. Mm-hmm, yeah, and there's just so much to choose from. So I think Netflix has done amazing this year with you know two popes. This uh, movie, Marriage Story, Marriage Story, The Irishman, mm-hmm. um, that kind of, I got a question for you. Do you think these kind of heavyweight Netflix and other streaming platform originals are, where do you think, like they've already started changing the landscape, but what do you think it's going to look like five years from now? Yeah, five years from now, hopefully they start getting the respect that they deserve because it seems like last year and again this year with the Globes are any key mm-hmm. that the voting body, the Academy is still not taking them seriously or right. they're still holding on to their true cinema experience and they refuse to give any credit to these movies or to this these platforms. Yeah. But I think, I mean, we keep seeing quality content get produced year in and year out that eventually, you know, something's going to bend and this will be like the, the way to do it. If you want to win like an Oscar, you want to win an yeah. award, this would be the platform to do it on. Do you think it would be... Do you think it's possible for the landscape to change? Because like when we're looking at streaming platforms, it's allowing more and more content to get made. Mm -hmm. So do you think there's a kind of happy medium we could see? Kind of what happened with The Irishman where Scorsese said he was happy to do it because he got a limited run in theaters. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I get my theater experience and I get all the money and more that I needed to do the movie where 
the normal way. He just couldn't get the financing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we could see a world where movies come out in theaters for like two, three weeks, mm-hmm. and then they're just on Netflix. And then yeah, that that was like the I remember they were talking about that a few years back, and there was some the pushback from the studios as well because you do make I believe you do yeah. make more money off yeah way more money, run. but so, it, yeah. it makes more sense for like these big like Marvel movies, these big blockbusters. They're the ones that make the money. Like if Irishman was, had a full wide release theater mm-hmm. only, it's not gonna make it's not gonna make its money not, back not, exactly, not, right? Yeah, like he can look and be like, look how many people saw the Irishman that probably wouldn't have seen it otherwise. Exactly. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have gone to the theaters mm-hmm. to watch it. And I, was I don't even think I would yeah. really. Like I had to really strap in three and a half hours. Too, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't think I would. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I hope the theater's not going anywhere. I don't think it will because we still love that experience. Like no, 1917. Yeah. I don't want to watch that on exactly. Netflix. Yeah, I know, but I think the theater experience does have to kind of cater more toward that. That yeah. So you'll just see more of that, more of the big mm-hmm. movies. Exactly. And there's like that new Screen X thing where it's got screens <sighs> on the side. Yeah. You know that that's okay, but you know play towards that get more immersive you know yeah. that's that's the kind of movie you're going to cater towards i think i think the key it. is like we just need to make sure that those big movies that come out in theaters don't just become sequels reboots rehashes remakes mm-hmm. superhero star wars whatever there needs to be the filmmakers like sam mendez chris nolan yeah. who can do the big tentpole summer movies but still give them a lot of substance and originality yeah and so that, that, that would be that. interesting to see where we go because like you said there's only a handful of them that are doing that right now mm-hmm. we can we can really just rattle them off yeah it's a bit worrying, but the, we're also part of the problem because you and I are there opening night for every goddamn yeah. sequel, prequel. <laughs> we love make, so. There's a place for everything. I just hope that the balance stays right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, how long do you think it'll be before these director brothers secure a Marvel Star Wars gig? Fucking two years. No, a Star Wars TV show. Doctor Strange 3. Directed Seeds by the of Sadie Coruscant. Brothers. Oh my God. <laughs> Starring Adam Sandler. Yeah. My name is Borkel. <laughs> <laughs> That's all my questions for you. Okay. So we just saw Sandler Inc. another four movie deal. Oh, on did Netflix. he? Another yeah. one. It just announced today. Um, do you think, given the praise he's gotten for this movie, apparently we'll we'll get into that probably in the post show. Do you yeah. think he'll do maybe too serious, too goofy, or do you think he'll just go for my, silly? That's a movies? great question. I think he said I watched I watched quite a few interviews with him. Mm-hmm. Like he did the actors roundtable. Round yeah. Did you watch that? I watched a bit of it. He said he sh- he said he doesn't deserve to be there. In shadow yeah. He's like, no, it's bullshit, man. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I love that. They all stuck up for him. Yeah. Uh, I think I think he was saying like I'll never stop doing comedies. Like it's easy for me to slip into that role. Mm-hmm. He said he always picks his locations these days, like Hawaii. Of course, he, he gets does. to go and hang out with his friends. Yeah, so Kevin, I, Kevin James roll it up. Yeah, <laughs> like I, he gets all his friends a nice payday. So I don't think we'll stop seeing that Sandler. Mm-hmm. But I think the ratio will start to like. Yeah, I think maybe two could be comedies, like you said. Two yeah. could be dramas. Two to two, maybe three to one, slowly, right? Yeah, but yeah, let's. <clears throat> let's see what he can do. I mean, there's so many, he's got the right look for dramas because yeah, he, exactly. he's that everyday guy. He's not that Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, he's always banging Hollywood chicks, but <laughs> <laughs> let's see that. Let's see his acting range here. Let's see if it truly was an Oscar snub or yeah. an acting flub. Cause I think there's a lot of roles for, for him at, you know, oh, yeah. man at his age, he would get, he would get me to the theater. Yeah. So I saw if it was like a more serious action, serious Adam mm. Sandler movie. I'd be like, I'd be really interested in seeing this. Yeah. It's just weird. Even when you hear the word Sandler, yeah. it's just so comedic. I and just so think goofy. of the happy Madison. Terrific. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a fast question. Yeah. So it's going to take some time for him to shed that, that stereotype. But. If he wants to. Yeah. Or maybe he just wants to do this one. He had fun, yeah. but he doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, I think we're really excited to watch this. Yeah, exactly. Excited to sit back and...
press play. We got it queued up right here on the TV. So, mm-hmm. all right, we'll see you in three, two, one. We're back. We're back. Thank you, Adam. We are back. Yeah, you know, I got a lot of money coming in. I'm sure you do. We just finished watching um, Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we get into the review here, Anthony, mm-hmm. um, do you want to do out of tens? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay, on the count of three. One, yep. two, three. Nine. Eight point five. Yeah, okay. I was caught. I was thinking about the 8.5. I was thinking about the nine Because well. I knew you'd give an 8.5. Yeah. But man, what a great film. What a film. Just Wow awesome it was very good <laughs> yeah we just we sat down and we just didn't we didn't make a noise the entire movie yeah we were well, laughing a couple of laughs and then we also like kind of started like shouting at the tv like we yeah. both got super into it so uh without further ado let's dive into it here um so the first thing i noticed was the uh like a lot of noise confusion yeah it seems like everyone started always talking over one another yelling at each other and like no one got to finish a sentence and yeah. that just kind of like and a score just, that was really lo- like too loud it was yeah. mixed loud at I don't first know, when he like falls into the fountain it, it's like you just hear this rushing water and you're just like oh man it's, it's yeah. very jarring it's very unsettling yeah like almost annoying because mm-hmm. um, that was a bit of a weird start to the movie because we were both incredibly wrong with our opening scenes. Incredibly wrong. <laughs> um, I didn't think it would... I thought it would be very claustrophobic in the sense of it would all take place in like his shop, New York, like local areas. But yeah. we start in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. We see... I mean, it makes sense now you think about it. We see what's going to be the root cause of... Yeah, this this uncut gem. Yeah, exactly. This... Uh, well, I got to, I, I'll do my trivia for you now. I got oh, three quick pieces of trivia. Trivia for on the, the spot? Yeah, on okay. the spot trivia. Okay. Main character's name. Howard. Celtic Ring Year. 2006? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. And the type of stone that he gets. Opal. Oh, wow. Two out of three. We'll take it. Yeah, so the movie is basically... We were... We knew he'd be kind of a con man. Mm -hmm. um, But... Turns out he he's not he's he's a legit dealer like all his stuff. There's no counterfeit or anything like that. No, yeah. There's a few little moments where he has some fake watches. Yeah, those was like the Rolexes he kind of pawns off. But um, go but, ahead. yeah, really, he's just he's all about trying to maximize money that mm-hmm. isn't his. So yep. he gets loans or he pawns something off. Pawns something off not for his. money to go and double down. Yeah, and, and he's buy it back. And he's basically got a, a severe gambling addiction. Yeah, and that's um, like the root of his character there. Yeah, um, he's yeah. just, there's so many moments through the movie where he has the opportunity to yeah. break even and just get out. Yeah, he like, just, just stop, please. Yeah. And we were visibly, like, it's rare that you get so agitated by a movie. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing? I know, I That's know. That sickening kind of anxiety. I was going to say, like, nothing's really made me that feel anxious since Breaking Bad. You know, like yeah, some of those yeah. episodes where he gets in big trouble. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, oh, please, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. And then, That's... like, you think it's okay, and then they murder someone. Yeah, and, yeah. That's yeah. like, uh, if I had to sum this movie up, I wrote here, it's a, it's an exhausting movie. And I mean that in like the most complimentary way possible. It's, yeah. it's, it makes me feel, it made me feel very sick, very anxious, but I was so invested. Yeah. Um, there were so many scenes where like my skin was crawling. <laughs> yeah. There was one where we, you and I started shouting that's during the auction. We we're like, Oh, please yeah, stop, please stop. And then the other one was, um, he keeps egging. He's got a fake bidder to try and get the guy to go higher. And he gets the, to the number. He gets past his number, and then he pushes it that one extra time. We were like, "Please don't do this." Yeah, and then there was also the scene where uh, he's finally gonna get his opal returned to him, 
and um, they can't get the door open. Oh, yeah. And you and I were like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, we were visibly, like, kind of, like, shouting at the TV, and I was like, oh, so uncomfortable. It's also frustrating because when when a scene builds tension and builds tension and builds tension, you almost want something really bad to happen. You're like, okay, someone just beat beat the shit out of him or someone gets shot just so that the tension's relieved, but Mm. then it just everything actually kind of keeps yeah, going. It, yeah, it kind of simmered down for a bit and it spikes yeah. up and simmered down. You never get it to boil over or you never get it to resolve. It just kind of carries you yeah. with you. kind of goes uh, peaks and troughs, but it never goes too far one way. Until like the very end of the movie. Exactly, yeah. Um, and I guess that's a good time to talk about our predictions. For sure. Um, I don't think... I had five predictions and they were all five were just wrong. <laughs> yeah. kind of, I'll go through some of them here. So we said Adam Sandler has a moment where everything is too much and culminates and he goes and does like a regular activity. Um, almost we had the moment where everything was too much yeah and he, that was it was more of a breakdown they went with where mm-hmm. that's probably his highlight of the performance in the movie it's yeah, just, yeah he just it's too much and mm-hmm. he just starts crying and it's this pathetic low moment um the movie ends with adam sandler in prison taking a call like that was just completely wrong yeah yeah he ends up obviously getting killed um, there was just yeah there was just no way out for him there's no way out and mm-hmm. it's it's a great cautionary tale ending where yeah, yeah. even though he he gets the bet Mm-hmm. makes you know what is it like times his money by five yeah yeah i think it was one one million but he's pushed yeah he's pushed his uh loan sharks too far and mm-hmm. they just they kill him because it's, to them it's not even about the money anymore yeah, it's just like, like the disrespect yeah. like yeah um he uses counterfeit materials to create his gems reselling the actual materials that was kind of wrong yeah, um, yeah worth a try nba player characters bringing him all the rich clients Kind, kind like, of there was a character that did that yeah, like he Stanf- stanfield's character his role was to bring him clients yeah he was just friends of all these nba players yeah um, and he was really good in the movie he was good yeah it was a different role for him i haven't seen him be such a like wild kind yeah. of guy oh he's been embracing quite a few different roles yeah like knives out knives out get, get out, out. <laughs> uncut out. out um we actually did get one right i asked you will the weekend be playing himself and you said yeah. yes <laughs> yeah you, that was strange i'm not sure how they yeah. wrote that into the script 2012 they, the weekend they're probably like who's an up-and-coming you know uh, yeah. r&b singer that we can get or maybe they just knew him somehow yeah or, maybe like, maybe adam was the connection mm-hmm. there who knows but i never thought i'd see the weekend and adam sandler fighting in a movie yeah but we that got great that. uh i did ask you will adam sandler die in the film and you said yes i mean no yeah so because then i realized i have my prison prediction yeah uh scene where adam is raking in cash and gets his wife and kids ridiculous presents is also just wrong he promises his like side girlfriend like a trip to the grand canyon and stuff yeah, but yeah. he never really follows through with it no and he doesn't get a chance so yeah, you got any other predictions there? Feels like this movie will take place uh, over the course of 24 hours. It felt like it, but it did not. Yeah, I think it was like a weekend. The yeah. We- it was like the weekend. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that joke you made when he's doing coke. Yeah, he's like, I can't feel my face right now. I'm totally going to write a song about this. Um, I was There was a point I wanted to make before the movie that mm-hmm. from the movie trailer, I got vibes of Snatch like mixed with Rounders. Okay, yeah, like kind of like a heist and the whole big thing is revealed to be like a plan or something Yeah, like or kind of like a, a bunch of mini plots revolving around one item mm-hmm. and just oh, like okay, that, yeah. that gritty handheld camera style, which kind mm-hmm. of was right. Yep. Um, but after watching it, I noticed a few similarities to Wolf of Wall Street in terms of like the rise in... The rise of greed of a character. Yeah, yeah. And it just wants more and more and more. Yeah, which got me thinking, like, as incredible as Adam Sandler was in the movie, I also could have seen Jonah Hill in that role and him doing really well. Yeah, because I think Jonah Hill played actually played a similar character in War Dogs. Yeah, I guess. And even Wolf of Wall Street, his, like, mannerisms are mm-hmm. kind of similar. And, yeah. Like, that w- I, the big teeth and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the big teeth, <laughs> for sure. 
the glasses money hungriness yeah yeah so, i could see that for sure yeah um just in terms of things i really liked about the movie script was just like so well written there's so many like well well written little character moments here yeah. um like for example his brother-in-law it was is later to reveal that this loan shark is his brother-in-law yeah because you realize he's kind of nicer to exactly, him exactly yeah he, him the car scene when he gets kidnapped he's a lot nicer to him and i was wondering like why is adam sandler like being very honest with him so yeah he, i had this thing but it didn't work out but i had this thing i was like man you should be like yeah it's, it's coming to you but then yeah. it's revealed that it's brother like you can tell he doesn't really want to push him too far yeah totally so i, I was really in for that yeah and the movie did an amazing job like talking about the script of subverting like your expectations so we've seen these kind of movies before where someone's trying to dig they're digging themselves a hole trying to get out of the problem and each problem mm-hmm. kind of makes it worse mm-hmm. and kind of the, a more generic version of this movie I feel like they would have done the thing where, you know, he opens the box and the gem's no longer in there. Yeah, yeah. But every time it did that, it was always there. And I was even saying it out loud. I was like, oh, fuck, it's not going to be in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it always was in there. And then when he gives, you know, he takes the the NBA player's uh, KG's ring as collateral. Mm-hmm. And then he pawns it. And you're like, well, he's going to go back there and the guy's going to have sold it. Yeah, but, yeah. He but, it, but it was there, yeah. It did it in new ways or yeah, like unexpected and it, and ways. And that that's to their point, like to their credit, sorry, is a great way of like just keeping that high tension going the entire time. Because you, yeah. you keep expecting something to happen and then... And what you realize is it wasn't extenuating circumstances that made things worse. It was always his own yeah. decision making. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not like, oh, if that worked, I would have been done. Mm-hmm. You just would have found another way to double down it's just all you could do mm-hmm. and that was really refreshing i really enjoyed that uh there's just so many other great moments like there's this really minor subplot of the these two brother like twin brothers who are trying to get like <laughs> such a small amount of money from him yeah. it's, it's so not on his priority yeah. and what do they need like two thousand yeah or like when, when he's having his big breakdown moment he's like knocking on the door and he's <laughs> like who's this fucking guy <laughs> that was fucking a really good moment yeah the the humor worked it wasn't like goofy goofy no. sandler it was like it <laughs> he's was just good funny. he's a funny yeah, guy. he's a funny guy so you, you give him a script he's gonna throw some humor in but this one definitely worked with the movie as well yeah kinda, like, it Little, you his moments, moments of rage, rage yeah. are so good. Like, yeah. ah, I fucking told you. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah, to his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, that was good. And I love, he's a really sad, he's a sad case of yeah. a person. Mm-hmm. Like, no one likes him, except his girlfriend ends up kind of liking him. Yeah. For who I, he that is was a little end. confusing for me. Maybe, maybe a bit of a dip. He kind of took her back because he had nothing else, I yeah. guess. But I was just wondering why she was like so in love with him. Yeah. That was a little lost. It was a me. bit of a Bonnie and Clyde situation mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. She kind of liked the adrenaline yeah, of okay, being yeah. with him, I guess. He, he, she was like, oh, you know, he always wins. He probably played off this persona of being like this yeah. high, high role. I think she was just like, depa- like they were codependent. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was nice. Really like complex character relationships in the movie. Um, and then also the production design and costumes, I think, deserve a shout out. Like his office... Yeah, his office was good. Papers yeah, was so his office was good, and even his store as well. It just seemed like so like dingy and run down. Yeah, like all you know, nice diamonds on the outside, but underneath it was like yeah. very rotten and like. Or his uh, his little bachelor pad, you hated oh, that. Oh yeah, his tacky <laughs> plastic bachelor pad. Yeah. And he's just like such a, like his silky pink shirts. Like yeah, you're like yeah, 50, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to a weekend concert. Yeah, and he's just miserable, sweating, trying to get his rock. <laughs> I remember there was a like there was a high tension when with regards to like money and the rock and stuff, but there was like a little side scene where he has to go to the apartment with his family. Oh yeah, and another like, subverting that, of expectations. Exactly, and that but that was like such high tension as well because it was such a small thing as a goal. He doesn't want his son to see his girlfriend there, 
or then, whatever because they've broken up and they've he's broken like oh up, she yeah. wrecked my place exactly or and it's just like your my heart was beating and i was like this isn't even related almost yeah but i was just i was so into it at that point so he's hiding something from everyone yeah oh, it was yeah. it was cool because when he goes to the room there's just loud music playing but she didn't do anything oh yeah she just i guess thought that he would tread around the apartment really carefully and mm-hmm. kind of be miserable mm-hmm. um which is kind of a cool moment as well uh, I just, I, I want to say, like, I don't want to keep n- going on and on about it, but the fact he's not nominated for an Oscar to me is just, it's a crime. Oh, you want to get into performance? I do. I, it's okay, time. so I got it. Yeah, my question for you is, like, Sandler was good. Was it nomination worthy? Yeah, okay. So let me let me read the Oscar nominations for Best Actor, mm-hmm. and we'll go through it. Because there's a couple I haven't seen, so mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio, I think, deserves to be on there. But no. If if I had to take someone off, it would be Leo for Adam Sandler. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and say I really enjoyed the two popes, but Jonathan Price, like, you're good in the movie, but you sit down and you talk, and it's good, <laughs> but you're not. It wasn't as good as this performance, and I, I think Jonathan would be the first to admit that. <laughs> Adam, take my spot. <laughs> and Adam Driver. Oh, he was amazing. He was amazing. Do not take Adam Driver off that list. Okay, we'll keep him on. Antonio Banderas. I haven't seen Pain and Glory, but I doubt it's that good. <laughs> For some reason, we get flamed for that. What is pain and glory? Antonio Vandera, like, so I think that's just it's snobbery and it's pretentious. And they even put out a, a quote, I can't verify it, it's 100% true, but they were saying, like, oh, you know, Adam's very good in this movie, but it's not his usual thing. So next time he does a good performance, like, we're sure he'll get nominated. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's not that, acceptable. That's that conversation can kind of dive into like what the academy represents and all that. Yeah. Um, I've kind of um of the thought process that like you know they highlight some movies that I normally wouldn't watch and they, yeah. they kind of put them on my radar but it's not a be all end all I think Adam is more than happy with the praise he's receiving a yeah. nomination or not it just seems like it's it's upsetting when there's a big opportunity to kind of if the Oscars want to have the respect of like the general community yes. and every time I bring up the Oscars to people they're like oh I don't really care about the Oscars it mm-hmm. seems kind of unfair. It's and a, I, it's and a I defend you, it. They've it's done a, a good, you know party, pretty much. It is, but they have done a good job this year. There's some unique movies nominated, like Parasite. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's going to win some awards. Hopefully, yeah. So I get it's hard to narrow it down to five. I'm sure all the performances are great, mm-hmm. but when there's one that's this glaringly incredible and, yeah, and it's omit like it, it's kind of dumb. Breaking free of his normal structure and also delivering this was... Yeah. Yeah, I felt his performance was, was very good. I mean, it, wouldn't, it would never win an Oscar, in my opinion. Um, but maybe does it if deserve it, a nomination, maybe. I think if the script was different, let's say, and he was like a supporting role, it's the kind of role that they give the best supporting yes, actor to. Yes, for sure. But I mean, like Joaquin's a, a lock, and yeah, I would say Adam Driver is a close second. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think Joaquin will take it home, and I have no complaints with that. No. Nope. I just want the man to get nominated. For sure. Um, another point here, there's some un- unexpected VFX segments in the movie. Oh, like the uh, the zooming into the yeah, to the, the opal and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, didn't really care. I knew you wouldn't care for that. You know, I don't. I don't like it artsy like that. And so. Some eighties synth music. And yeah, so I have a note here. I, I didn't care for the synth score. I, I noticed uh, some cool a cool thing that I think was some symbolism in the movie. Mm-hmm. So the movie opens with this VFX sequence of inside a diamond. It's yeah. kind of DNA and like brain, and it slowly is morphs into Adam Sandler's colon, and he's getting this colonoscopy. Yeah. And I think what they were trying to say with that whole subplot, because midway through the movie, he gets a call from his doctor, and you're like, oh, is he going to diagnose with cancer? Yeah, as well? exactly. But he gets the all clear. Yeah. And it's just so ironic of like, he's been given this gift yeah, but of dude, perfect health. He doesn't even care. He doesn't care. And that's not the sickness he should be worried about, because in the yeah. end, his gambling yeah. addiction actually kills him. Mm-hmm. 
and i just thought that was a really nice like double mm. i don't know what to call it but it was just a really nice addition yeah i just a note here i i think he actually because when when he finally gets k when kg finally gives him the money you're like okay he can pay off his brother-in-law like blah 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 yeah. but then i, I kind of realized like he's got to pay off uh his I don't, I don't know if that was his like father-in-law or dad who who also won the auction so he kind of had to bet the money right yeah, because he owed him all the money for buying the Yeah, diamond. so he owed him 100 plus, and he owed his brother-in-law 100. Yeah. Wait, why did he owe his brother-in-law 100? Because that's what he says in the That beginning. was just an unsaid debt, right? You didn't well, learn what it was for. Just something. Yeah, it could be for something. I mean, yeah. Who knows what he's been up to? Wait, how much was the Opal? He, he said it was going to be a million. No, no, but how much did Adam Sandler buy the Opal for? Oh, 100 grand. Also, maybe he lent that, borrowed that. Oh, there you go. Oh, shit. Ah, uh, it's all tied up neatly. Uh. So he borrowed the hundred grand from his brother from his brother in law, yeah. bought the opal, thinking he's gonna make a million. Yeah. Then got his father in law to buy it. Oh god. So there's just all this circulating debt. And then he finally lands big, but um so let's get into the death here. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? I thought it was it's 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 I I'm conflicted on it mm-hmm. because you can't say he didn't get what's coming to him. Yeah. The warning signs were there and he ignored them and he ignored them. Yeah. But I couldn't help but, like, I wanted... I was rooting for him. I exactly, wanted him yeah. to get away with it. Even that's though he was exactly. kind of a sleaze bag. Yeah. Oh, God. That's exactly what I have right now here. I said, really didn't want it to happen, but I think it's a mark of a great story and yeah. a great character, characterization that I'm feeling this way towards a shitty person. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that, that's I mean, what cinema can do. Exactly. That's credit to Adam Sandler's acting, and that's credit yeah. to the to the story writing and the you just want it we said yeah we just wanted him to get his money pay everyone off i'll yeah. be happy exactly get back together with his wife <laughs> but then the funny thing is if that happened in the movie deep down you'd be like oh he kind of should have got what yeah. was coming yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what a great uh, and it happened so there. quick just dead like that yeah and it was kind of cool i don't know if this if i just noticed this but it looked like he was almost smiling when oh. he was dead so he's like he died happy yeah he died in like ecstasy yeah um, he died he he won a million dollars and that was the last thing he knew yeah yeah so, and you could see in his eyes, it was just kind of like, I did it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that could be interpreted different ways, I guess. Yeah. I I really liked the the scene where he kind of locks the goons and forces them to watch the game with him. Yeah, I know. It, it kind of just it flipped the tables on a typical, like, the the victim is tied up and the goons got him at gunpoint. It was yeah. kind of like the other way around. And, and the goons, they were victims to this game because they're like, if we want to get paid, like, we have to play his game. Yeah. But in the end, Adam Sandler was still the one in trouble, but he was just able to flip that. So the way they did that storytelling-wise Yeah, was they had incredible. no choice but to just sit there. And it, it did a good job of it locked literally, like physically and like figuratively, just locked everything. It brought everyone together yeah. and it just forced them to be witnesses to this man's like, sickness like, yeah exactly his life's at risk his life is crumbling but all he can care about yeah, is this he's game. just cheering so loud and they hit the tip off yeah. i was like holy it's fuck. like he thinks that everyone is as insane as he is and mm-hmm. he's looking at them like you guys should be so happy but yeah one of them was down um i think it was his brother-in-law right? yeah he was, he was just, like yeah son of a bitch yeah. all happy but the the other guy just wasn't having yeah, it. Yeah, budget Dolph Lundgren was not feeling yeah. it. <laughs> that guy did look so much like Dolph Lundgren. I wonder if there's any like conflicts in the sense of, like, yeah. would a player be able to have that kind of relationship and talk oh, to someone? Most about- definitely, no. I know I'm- in the NHL, like in sports betting on your own team, like. Well, he didn't bet anything. It was all the. It was all his money. Yeah, like obviously you can't bet, but like. Yeah, I bet you they probably do look at the lines. Like, Could you, you know, go tell him and be like, "Yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best to score 30 points." Like, bet that. No, probably not. No, <laughs> De- definitely not. You couldn't really do anything about it, though. You wanna? 
We should get into this, man. Yeah, yeah as someone who's lost a lot of money in sports betting, this, this yeah, movie like hit a little hundred bucks. I bought <laughs> like forty. Yeah, <laughs> I lost big time. I'm gonna get it back. Um, any any other things you you disliked about this movie? Ooh. Things that didn't get it to a ten for you? I mean, it's hard to criticize it because I know it was intentional. But like sometimes you couldn't really hear what what was being said from the from the yeah. Mixing. I, I think it's definitely the point though, because yeah. like straining to hear just added to my like general anxiety towards the movie, and it, you know, and that's probably what they set out to do. Yeah, the general feeling. And like I don't mind being left in the dark with certain things. Like I'm for somebody who watches a lot of movies, sometimes I kind of miss like important things mm-hmm. easily. So mm-hmm. there was a few moments where I'm like, ah, like who, who's this? What's yeah, that? Yeah. But it all did come together. It did come together. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you do have that feeling where you're, you're trying to be like, oh, where's the ring again? Did you get the ring? I can't remember. Yeah, and you're like, is that sloppy storytelling or am I supposed? But I feel like mm-hmm. in this case, they it was intentional. They wanted yeah. you to feel that way. You just felt kind of kind of dizzy. Yeah, um, but aside from that, like the only we- reason I wouldn't go up to like a ten is maybe just because it doesn't. I can't think of any flaws. I know. But it's, As it, I'm know, writing my notes here, I'm like, oh fuck! Like, why didn't I like this movie? Yeah, like I guess it's just like it's not about anything that you disliked. It's just that it didn't. To be a 10, it has to, like, you have to be thinking about it for the next, like, week. Oh, yeah. I don't sure. know if I'll be thinking about it, like, constantly. I, I definitely don't know if I I would have a tough time rewatching this movie. No, it's rewatchable. But, no, okay, sorry. Is that, like, after The Lighthouse, we said we couldn't rewatch it right away because right. it was kind of exhausting. Yeah. This movie was, for me, 10 times more exhausting. Like, yeah, I'm I get what you sweaty mean. right now. I think it will go down as, like, a bit of a cult classic. Mm-hmm. I think... It's really fresh. Yeah. Like, People be like, hey, did you, did you ever see the, watch that serious Sandler movie? Yeah, like, yeah. And I bet your s- ass I did. Especially with its life on Netflix. I think this will be a movie that, you know, you end up seeing two, three times. Yes. Um, and you kind of want to share it with other people. Yeah, oh, you guys, you guys I, I already want to send off a few texts right now. They go, check out this movie. Yeah. And so. it's great that it's so easily accessible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's up there. It's up there on my, I think I got to revisit my top your, 10 list top of the 10. year. Yeah, so this, this Goodbye movie. us. <laughs> And listen, we got a family. It looks just like us. <laughs> My son. Don't do that. Sleep with fire. Stop. Hey, listen, stop what you're doing right now, okay? <laughs> stop what you're doing. <laughs> That's a crossover I'd watch. Uh, <laughs> no, but all, all in all, um, one of the one of the better movies we've seen on the podcast so far. For sure, yeah. And uh, this movie technically counts as a 2019 release. So like oh, you yeah. said, definitely up there. Probably in my top 10. I would have to do a hard look at my top five. But yeah. probably in there. It's kind of it's well. flirting with that top five spot for sure. For sure. Um, so if you made it this far, you already know. Definitely check this out. Definitely recommend this movie. Yep. Um, once again, thanks for joining us for another episode of Before and After the Movies. Yep. Thank you so much as always. I've been Omen Joel Hell. I'm Anthony Packer. We'll see you next time. <laughs>